Welcome to the show, everybody. Did you guys watch that Super Bowl? Wow. I mean, if you're a Bucks fan, kudos to you. You're, you're sitting here as a champion for your second Super Bowl of all time. If you're sitting here as a Chiefs fan, you're going, what the hell happened to my team last night? And if you were the casual fan, I hope you weren't around a, a group of a bunch of advertising execs or agents going, man, uh, I love these commercials. Or you weren't that person that was stuck with a group of people that were like, I'm just here for this halftime show, which was one of the most vanilla halftime shows ever. Um, and then I just feel like we need to have this conversation. That's why this episode is special because it's about Tom Brady. It's about the greatness of Tom Brady and the overhype of Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is good. Patrick Mahomes is one of the elite quarterbacks in the National Football League. There is no question about that. That's not what I'm debating here. That's not something I have been debating for the last year and or, or so change. I'm just talking about the fact that the man won one Super Bowl and you're ready to crown him the next Michael Jordan. That's my problem. That Tom Brady has spanned three decades, the 2000s, the 10s, and now in 2021, he is a champion again, seven times. And the story going into this game was all about the catch-up man, Patrick Mahomes, and the Chiefs' unstoppable offense, and it fell flat on its face in the Super Bowl which was the biggest stage for it to do it. This wasn't a regular season game. This was the Super Bowl. So without further ado, let's break it down. The GOAT talk. So leading up to this Super Bowl, it was the old GOAT, or I just want to say the GOAT, versus the up-and-coming GOAT, the kid that's on the rise. Everybody was gushing over Patrick Mahomes I do believe that Patrick Mahomes is a good, great quarterback. I think he has two of the greatest weapons on an NFL field currently in Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Super Bowl 55 took those two guys away and said, okay, run the ball, throw to the other receivers. And I don't know where Sammy Watkins was. I don't know where Michael Hartman ended up being. They dared him. Yes, Patrick Mahomes' O-line was pretty shot. He, did, he was running for his life. I have the next-gen stats that the man ran for 500 yards. The whole game running backwards. About 500 yards, the dude was running for his life. I understand that. I get it. It's what happens when your O-line is just dominated on the, at the line of scrimmage by the Buccaneers defense. And what did I tell everybody? Not to get too technical, but cover two shell, bump and run, linebackers over and over the middle with Travis Kelsey that's how you have a chance to beat Patrick Mahomes did not count on the front four of Tampa Bay having their way with the offensive line of the Chiefs that's why the Chiefs lost this game Patrick Mahomes again great talent really really good very special great coach and Andy Reid yada 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 but they got punched in the face last night and I hope they realized they got they fell back down to earth. This team to me, Kansas City, cruised, cruised to its second Super Bowl because people were afraid of the big play. They were afraid of the big play of Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey over the middle and over the top 
Tyreek Hill. And when they got to the Super Bowl, they got to a team, Tampa Bay, that was hungry, that was full of veterans that hadn't been there before, that was very, very well coached, that had gone three games on the road, Washington, New Orleans, Green Bay, and had taken down two Hall of Famers in the process. And now having to take a future Hall of Famer down in Patrick Mahomes, this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team was incredible. And it reminded me of the first title Tampa Bay ever won. Similar situation. Brad Johnson was their quarterback, though, so who cares? But Tom Brady split the difference. Tom Brady got these guys motivated to play. They just needed a quarterback. Jameis Winston, we know, wasn't the answer a few years ago. It's over. It's done. And Tom Brady goes ahead does what he says he's going to do and win it all for Tampa Bay. And he's got two more years on his contract, so he'll, he'll be there. And I, I think this team will stay very, very competitive in that division, especially with Drew Brees retiring um, and Matt Ryan at the end of his rope. But Kansas City cruised to this Super Bowl. They went 14-2. and They played some close games during the season, but they really kind of weren't in it. This is what happens when great teams kind of just coasts and they they want to flip a switch and turn it on and boy they could not turn it on against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay was on from the word get. Kansas City had to settle into the game and before you can even settle into a game of this magnitude the snowball effect happens. Guys are dropping passes. Patrick Mahomes is getting balls tipped at the line. Patrick Mahomes is falling backwards on his butt. He's getting hit and running for his life more than he's ever had in probably his entire professional, or excuse me, his entire football career. Maybe even in college, I don't think he had this bad of a game. Everybody quickly wanted to anoint Patrick Mahomes and give him Michael Jordan's status. Now, I will say this. You were wrong. You've always been wrong. Michael Jordan is the greatest athlete in all of sports. Period. Period. There is no comparison to the modern era of sports marketing, entrepreneurship, branding, and winning. The mainstream media was so quick to make the Michael Jordan comparisons to Patrick Mahomes, it made me sick. And I will make my future children sit down and watch Michael Jordan basketball games and how dominant that man was at his sport. The fact that he never lost in a title game, the fact that no one took him the distance in said championship series in the NBA Finals. Patrick Mahomes is in his fourth year of his professional sport in football, just his fourth year. And can we say he's talented? He's won an MVP, he's already got a Super Bowl. Yes. And if it wasn't for Jimmy Garoppolo and Kyle Shanahan shit in the bed, he might not have a Super Bowl ring at all. He might be 0 for 2. The Patrick Mahomes comparisons to Michael Jordan were way, way blown out of proportion. And most of the people that make these comparisons never saw Michael Jordan play or were too little to see how dominant he was or are just your casual idiot sports media hype dude that doesn't know greatness when they see it or if they picked up a basketball, wouldn't know what to do with it. And those are usually the people that will compare Michael Jordan to all these other greats. And I'm a Kobe fan. You know me. I'm a, I'm a huge Kobe fan. Laker, diehard, forever. Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan. Kobe is one of the greats. He is not Michael Jordan. 
He's definitely not Michael Jordan. That's for damn sure. So I really wanted to address the Patrick Mahomes, Michael Jordan conversationalists and say what I normally say to people that are wrong. It's kind of the tagline of the show. You're a fucking idiot. (laughs) Michael Jordan is the greatest athlete I have ever seen. And I'm going to make my kids watch Michael Jordan games to understand how dominant that man was in his given sport. Back to football, back back to football, back to the NFL, back to the reigning GOAT, the GOAT who may never in this era of salary cap, free agency, high-level performance and injuries that can end your career in a snap, pun intended. Tom Brady's legacy is just out of control and it's great and it's something great to watch and it's something that I think people need to bring their attention to a little bit more. I know a lot of people are tired of Tom Brady. I know a lot of people hate Tom Brady. And as I discussed on my last episode with Alex, when we were talking about this Super Bowl, he's just not the sexy pick for marketing. He's goofy. He's dorky. I mean, the dude had to create his own brand in order to be branded. Right? He had to create TB12 in order for himself to actually get out there. You know, Patrick Mahomes has head and shoulders. He has State Farm. He, he has random Bose commercials. Tom Brady doesn't have any of those endorsements at all. I think the closest thing he ever got to was a T-Mobile commercial between him and Gronk that wasn't allowed to air on the Super Bowl because I think they said it was a conflict of interest for some weird reason. So the guy had to go off and create his own brand, TB12. That was the only way for, for him to, to be endorsed. He had to endorse himself. And hasn't that been the case for this dude his entire career? Six-round draft pick. Wasn't highly celebrated or touted when he came out of college in Michigan. Drew Bledsoe, who was the Patriots quarterback at the time, has a devastating injury. Then they put Tom Brady in. His second year in the league, he wins a Super Bowl as a 14-point underdog, I believe, against the greatest show on turf, the St. Louis Rams. This was in 2002 when this occurred. Like, like Ben Affleck was selected as the sexiest man alive in 2002. You know what I mean? Like This was a while ago. Brittany and, and Justin broke up, and Christina Aguilera got dirty, and Michael Jackson was still alive hanging his kids off of balconies. The Osbournes was a show on reality television. Anna Nicole Smith, I think, had a TV show at this time. It feels so long ago because it was about 18 years ago, or 19 now, and that was the first, first one. That was the first one. And then you fast forward a couple years later, one of the greatest, most underrated Super Bowls, probably because the Carolina Panthers aren't really sexy, Jake DeLome and Tom Brady squared off into one of the best second halves of a Super Bowl or a football game I've ever seen. And overcoming that. The next year, they're the repeat champions and they beat the Philadelphia Eagles who had a pretty good shot at dethroning the Patriots, but Donovan McNabb did not show up in that game. And eventually, Tom Brady figured, figured it out and so did the Patriots defense and the rest is history. And then you had the seasons where the Patriots were loaded. They were absolutely loaded. The Randy Moss, the, the undefeated team, and they couldn't get it done. Ended up losing to one of the greatest 
heroic quarterbacks of our modern era, yes, it's Eli Manning, who just takes a pounding and gets back up every time. And he got him for two Super Bowl rings. So Brady was losing all that. And you fast forward into the 2010s years, the latter half of them, and he takes on the Seahawks. He's down 10 points in the fourth quarter. They don't give the ball, the Seahawks don't give the ball to Marshawn Lynch to, to punch the game in because Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll are out to prove that they don't need one of their guys. They haven't tasted a Super Bowl ever since, by the way. And Tom Brady wins. Gets the fourth one. The fifth one was probably one of the most impressive Super Bowls ever, which was the comeback. They were down 28-3 to with two minutes remaining in the third quarter, and they end up winning that game by a final score, get this, of 34-28 to because they scored the overtime touchdown. They held Atlanta down. Got to give credit to the Patriots defense, and again, another Kyle Shanahan choke job. Uh, not having, not running the ball, and Matt Ryan, you know, not audibly to run the ball. They should have just ran the ball the entire time. They didn't. They allowed Tom Brady to do what Tom Brady does: remain calm, cool, collected under pressure, and win that game. And then the final Super Bowl before this uh, seventh one, the sixth one, was some would call again the casual fan that was just there for the halftime show. One of them the worst Super Bowls ever, one of the most boring Super Bowls ever. I think it was a little bit of sloppiness, but I also think it was one of the greatest defensive bouts ever. The Patriots looked really good on defense. The pa- the uh, the Rams looked really good on defense, and it took a few key plays. It was like a flashback to like 1970s football. It was something really, really cool to watch. And I know the casual fan hates that Super Bowl, but again, makes the plays when he needs to and wins 13 to 3 over the Rams. And now we're here, number 7. Again, he comes in as an underdog. He comes in as somebody that we're a lot of people in the mainstream are relishing Patrick Mahomes because Patrick Mahomes is sexy. Patrick Mahomes has a cool haircut. He's pretty good looking even though I think he looks like Beaker from the Muppets sometimes. But he's got the bandana, he's got the swag, he's got the State Farm commercial, he's got the Bose headphones commercial, he's got the head and shoulders commercial, he's got commercial, 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 commercial. He's anointed the next best thing in this sport. And like most good veteran players that are hungry, they just shut up and play, right? And Tom Brady did his best to run through a very hardcore NFC which featured Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers, who are Hall of Famers. A pretty vicious defense in the Washington football team. I, I do not want to discredit that team. If they, they were a quarterback away from actually winning that game. And side note, if the Washington football team gets a somewhat decent quarterback for a full season, they can win 13 games. That defense is that good. That defense is that good. Ladies and gentlemen, Washington football team defense is for real. Anyway, back to Tom Brady. Brady goes on the road, Washington, New Orleans, Green Bay, and then finally gets a home game in the Super Bowl of all things. Earns that, I would say. That team earns that. And they dismantle Patrick Mahomes. Tom Brady had one of his best Super Bowl performances 
in that game in Super Bowl 55. We saw, and at age 43, age 43, can you believe that? Can you believe that? Age 43. This dude came into the league when he was 23. He's played here for 20 years. It is, he is synonymous with football. Tom Brady is. And it's been marvelous to watch. The other thing is, it's not like he just kind of showed up and the Bucks had a really complete team. No, the man had to throw for 40 touchdowns. He threw for the most yardage he's ever had to throw since 2007 when he had that great, great year where he threw 50 touchdowns and Randy Moss was on the team and they, you know, they went undefeated and yada, yada. But he threw for the most yardage, the second most yardage he's ever thrown for in his career this year, this season at age 43. 13 years ago, he threw for the most yardage ever in his career, but that was 13 years ago. And he did touch this number pretty close about three years ago in New England, but 43 years old, everybody out there was saying again to this man, you can't do it. You're crazy. People thought the Buccaneers were crazy for giving him a three-year deal. I think the intangibles are worth every penny. And now you have Adam Schefter, who actually does his job at ESPN, reporting that only two teams were in on this out of the 32, the Los Angeles Chargers and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They were the only two teams that thought that Tom Brady was worth a shot. Everybody else felt comfortable with their quarterback situation. Comfortable, very hard in air quotes. But the greatness of this guy, he, it's funny that people hate on him so much. I never have. I, like, I loved him because I, I, people know I despise the Rams. So in 2002, I was all in on this Patriots team and the Super Bowl for sure. And to have this, this guy come in that dorky, funky, weird. But you know what? John Madden said this during that game. I like Tom Brady. He's kind of a cool customer. And look at all these years later, 20, year, 20 years on, he's got a seventh ring. Because he keeps it cool. Win, loss, he keeps it cool. Yeah, there's, there's things of him in the sideline yelling and shouting. But he's right. He's right that you're not playing your game. You're not showing up. I mean, the, the obsession for winning, the obsession of being great and performing at a high level, not everybody has that in their everyday lives. And what cracks me up is the people that hate, hate on Tom Brady are usually the average Joes that just sneak on by in their life and don't do anything differently. And they wonder why they are where they're at. Tom Brady should be regarded as the greatest underdog story almost ever because he's self-made. Six-round pick. Not in, the, not in the top even four rounds. Sixth-round pick. Backup. 14-point underdog in the Super Bowl. He's got a noodle arm. He can't run. He can't be athletic. He's made some plays. He made some athletic out-of-the-pocket plays during this championship run. He is the definition of, of David and Goliath almost because of the fact of that he has made himself into this person. Isn't that what sports and America and all that stuff is about? 
I don't mean to get preachy about it, but isn't that what it's supposed to be about? That you you self make your your you are a self made person that you come up from the ooze and make yourself who you need to be. And we just hate on this dude. I I mean I don't, but the co- the royal we the collective we does all the time. I'm sick of him. I'm tired of him. But damn, you're running with Patrick Mahomes every day. Damn, you love Steph Curry. Even if you're an idiot and a Kevin Durant fan, sure, you're running with him. But the the guys that just hate on Tom Brady, I will never understand. Never understand. And maybe I don't want to. Maybe your life is so weird and tragic that you just have to take it out on a guy that is, again, dorky and weird and awkward and funny. But that's what I admire about this guy. He wasn't the sexy pick. He was an underdog from the get-go. And he has made himself the greatest quarterback to ever play the sport of football ever. And it might not even be close. And remember, he has two more years left on his contract. He might get one more with Drew Brees' retirement maybe and Matt Ryan's just loss of anything and Atlanta going to the tubes and Carolina just being what they are. This division is wide open for Tampa Bay every year to just win. No problem. Barring any sort of horrific injury, this team's got it in the bag. You don't think he's going to look at the NFC and go, okay, Rams, whatever. Seahawks, I beat them before. I beat Russell Wilson before. Aaron Rodgers, I beat that dude before. San Francisco, whatever. I wanted to play for you. You're going to taste my wrath now. All 20 years later, you taste my wrath every time. This guy loves to do that. I mean, you probably will, might get two more years of Chiefs Bucks. I mean, it's probably a thing or, or maybe Bucks Bills or something like that. Tom Brady's like LeBron James. You got to knock the guy out. You got to make sure he's down on the ground, dead, double tap, right? Zombie land because he's just never out of it. And last night, I think the Buccaneers collectively wanted to leave no doubt. They didn't want people to wake up this morning and say, well, this play here, that play there. They wanted to leave absolutely no doubt on the field how good they were, how much better they were than the Chiefs, and how Tom Brady is the greatest of all time. They, they left no doubt. Cool, calm, composed, collective, no doubt. Tom Brady is fantastic. He's great. He is the greatest of all time. This dude needs props. Definitely doesn't need it from me because who the fuck am I, right? But think about this. For the reason you don't like him, why is that? Because he wins all the time? Look, dude, I get it. You're a Buffalo fan. Okay, yes, you're tired of tasting this dude's ass sweat. And as a LA boy, I hate New England sports, but come on. The dude started out as an everyman. We look at him now as you married the supermodel, you got the nice kids, the nice house, whatever, but not in the beginning. I still remember watching that Super Bowl I was in 2002. So I was on my way. I was 13 years old. I remember watching that Super Bowl and rooting for that guy. Rooting for that guy that everyone thought was a mistake, that everyone was like, there's no way he can beat the greatest show on turf, 14-point underdog. To the point where even on that last drive to get Adam Vinatieri to kick that field goal to start the dynasty off, John Madden thought this was a big mistake. 
big mistake. I root for that guy all the time. I root for that guy and gal any day of the week, the underdog, all the time. And especially at that moment to see with my own two eyes where he was and where he has come over the span of 20 seasons. It's just something I think to marvel at and respect. It should be inspiring. And it still bothers me that people hate him. It still, it does, it bothers me. And last night he proved that he is just the goat. And I also want a lot of money. <laughs> Thanks to the goat. Because I, I just never bet against that dude. Congratulations Tom Brady on your 7th Super Bowl. And thank you for inspiring a 13 year old version of me. That anything is possible. You just got to put in the work. Thanks Tom. <laughs> 